First of all, uh, I just want to say to, to Mary and Julie and Jana and Jaron, your spouses and the grandkids, uh, you are amazing. And uh, the love and care that you have given Bob is to be commended. And I know, I know that there have been a lot of prayers prayed. And I know that we would all say that those prayers have sustained Bob in the last few years, but you need to know that in so many ways, you were our answer to prayer. Uh, your being there, the way that you cared, the way that you, uh, the way that you blessed him, your care has not gone unnoticed, and you have shown all of us what it means to love someone and how to, how to truly care for someone. The obituary said, Bob's life was defined by devotion to his family, church, country, and community, and I think that says it very well. I think that says it, says it so well. Bob was about serving. Bob was about doing, uh, and he didn't wait to be asked. He would step up and serve, and that is a quality that we should emulate. That is something that he taught us all simply by being himself, just by virtue of who he was. I've been thinking about one of Jesus' stories. Jesus told parables, and one of the stories that he told was about what the kingdom of heaven is like. And we call it the parable of the talents. Now, Bob Walker was a talented man. There's no doubt about that. But the way that Jesus is using the word talent here, it is a unit of, of money. It is, it is currency. It is wealth. It is value. So listen to the story and see if you can hear something of the man uh, that you know. Uh, as, uh, hear something of Bob here in this story. It's in Matthew chapter 25. Beginning in verse 14, Jesus says, For it, that is the kingdom of heaven, will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another uh, two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away, and he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. And so also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. I think about these servants in Jesus' story. I think especially of those first two servants. And I think Bob had much in common with them. Like them, Bob took what he was entrusted with seriously. In Jesus' story, the master is going on a journey, and so who can handle his business while he's gone? So he, he chooses three servants, and he doesn't choose them because they are exceptionally good men or, or that they, are, they are themselves are talented. He, he chooses according to their ability. In other words, the master knew what each of these men were truly capable of doing. We don't always know what we're capable of doing until somebody trusts us, until somebody puts us to the test until they trust us with something of value. One of the things that Bob was entrusted with and one of the things that he loved the most was his grandkids. I asked them if they would just share a little bit with me and, and I got a lot of text messages this week from the grandkids. Uh, one thing that you remember, that you'll always remember about Grandpa, and I got great answers. Caden said, I'll always remember his quiet strength. He was a fighter, but he never lost his smile. He had that soft-spoken charm. And I'm going to miss hearing him say, come back whenever you can. And you know, I can hear those words right now. Come back whenever you can. I think we could all stand to learn to say that. Cressa said her favorite things were the, the hugs. 
I didn't get that many hugs, Cressa, but uh, her favorite thing were the hugs. They made you know that you were loved and cared, uh, cared for, that he loved and cared for you. And, and even when he was sick, when he would hug Cressa, he would squeeze the air out of her. And I think that's just an absolutely beautiful thing to think about and to remember. One of the, one of the things that, that Bob was entrusted with was the wisdom of the past. And you know, how many times do we sit down and talk to someone who's older and we listen to those sayings, we listen to those things that, that they repeat, and we always wish someone should write those things down. Bob wrote those things down. He, he had a whole list of them. Uh, one of the things that Bob wrote down was this, your children will be what you are, so be what you want them to be. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? Your children will be what you are, so be what you want them to be. A lot of the things that Bob wrote down were weather-related, uh, those old wise sayings about the weather, and one of them was, if a squirrel is feeding in the rain, it'll probably still be raining after dark, possibly. He recorded them, but he didn't agree with them all. But he still recorded them. He, re- he recorded this one that you've heard many times, I'm sure. Lightning never strikes in the same place twice. But in parentheses out of the side, Bob had written, BS. And, uh, <laughs> and there were three exclamation points. I don't know if that was a... It sounded like he maybe knew that really way too well. Maybe there's an incident there. Some of what he recorded he had learned from those who had gone before him, like his mother. We were trying, the family was trying desperately to get the quote right. I think we finally compromised on it the other night. But his mother had told him, it's better to give with a warm heart than from a cold grave. And Bob practiced that kind of giving. Kyler said uh, he remembered everything that Grandpa taught him. Metal detecting, uh, skinning a rabbit, card tricks. And he remembered how Grandpa would pick him up from school and there would always be goodies in the truck. And I love this part. Old country music on the radio. Not that new stuff. Whatever that is. Old country music on the radio. Now Grayson's was similar. Uh, Kyler, you may need to talk to Grayson because Grayson says he would pick him up and they'd go to the junction for ice cream. So... He got ice cream. And then they'd go to the garage for a while. And then they'd go over to the elevator for a great pop. I'm not even allowed to go to the elevator for a great pop. So that's pretty good. And those are gifts. You can't give those kind of gifts from a cold grave. You can only give those gifts from a a warm heart. And you know, like the servants in Jesus' story, as Bob was faithful with a little, he was blessed with a lot. In Jesus' story, the Master returns to see what His servants have done with the wealth that He has left them. It says in verse 19, now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents, and here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master." And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. We love those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. I think we just love it when someone shows appreciation for a job that we've done. When someone tells us we did good, we did well, uh, we love being appreciated. One of the things that I will always remember 
about Bob and Mary and, and the rest of the family uh, is the appreciation that you all had for the staff at Sarah Bush. That was beautiful. Uh, Bob and Mary became like family to the staff on the fourth floor at Sarah Bush, on the correct side of the fourth floor. We always want to make sure we're on that, that one side. And it was amazing to watch them care for you all. Um, while they hated to see Bob hurting, they hated to see him sick, when he would check in, it was like reunion time. And they would come to say hi, they would come and greet them. That, and that takes such a special person to show someone else that they are valued in the midst of your own pain. Especially, I think, of pneumonia and I think of not being able to breathe. That's all we can concentrate on. And yet, Bob was so good to let them know that, that they were special, that they were appreciated. In Jesus' story, these servants were faithful with a little and they were blessed with a lot. Bob was blessed with a lot. Um, and you guys are, again, part of that blessing. Gretchen, you were such a blessing. Gretchen was telling me that that she had told Grandpa that she doesn't like waking up early to go to school. And Grandpa had some great advice. Don't think of it as 7 a.m. Think of it as less than six hours till lunch. Uh, you know what? We've got less than six hours till lunch. So don't think of it as a long sermon. A couple weeks ago, she said that they were sitting around the kitchen table and there was something that she was upset about. And Bob asked the question, will this matter in a year? Here he is gone a couple weeks later and, and he knew the value of permanence and he knew the value of that which is temporary. Will this matter in a year? If not, don't worry about it. When Bob and I sat around the kitchen table a couple weeks ago and, and talked and things were getting worse and Mary had shared and, and I turned to Bob and I said, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about the way things are going? And his response was, one day at a time. You take it one day at a time. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, do not worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. But you know, those troubles are now over. And today, He has entered into joy. On a couple of different occasions, I came out to talk to Bob. Times when he wasn't doing well. And he had questions. Because he knew that his time was short. And Bob was hoping for heaven, but Bob being Bob, being someone who has done so much, who has worked so hard, Bob kept asking the question, have I done enough? Have I done enough? Have I earned my place in heaven? And I had to tell him, Bob, if, if anyone could do enough, it would be you. But the fact is, none of us can earn our way into heaven. None of us have done enough. It's a gift. And I shared with him Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this not your own doing, it is the gift from God. Not by works, so that no man can boast. When a person has, has given their whole life to serving others though, when that, when that person has given their whole life to service, grace is a hard thing to grasp. When you've grown up with the hard scrap truth that there ain't no free lunch, and suddenly there's a free way into heaven, Suddenly we have grace. That's, that's hard to hold on to. It's hard to, get a, it's hard to wrap your mind around. But that's the gift. That's the gift for Bob. That's the gift for you and me. That's what Jesus did for us. Jesus did what we could never do. And like in Jesus' story, those words await us. Enter into the joy of your Master. Thank you. Jesus' story doesn't end with those two servants. There's always one more. And that other servant at the end of the story, verse 24 says, He who had received the one talent came forward, 
saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. And here, you have what is yours. But the master answered him, you, you wicked and slothful, lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Well, you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, but, and he will have an abundance. But to the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast that worthless servant into the outer darkness in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Think about that servant. I think about that one that buried his talent in the ground. What would Bob have done? You know what he'd done. He'd have been out there with his metal detector, wouldn't he? My first impressions of Bob Walker was always the day after homecoming in the park. I would see this man walking around with his metal detector. I think he did pretty good. Maybe, maybe he paid for a metal detector with that. I don't know. Those are my first memories. There's another parable I, I think of when I think of that, and that is the parable that Jesus tells that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that's buried in a field. Bob knew where to find treasure. And I look here, and I realize that he found treasure all around him. When I prayed with Bob, I always thanked Jesus for every breath. That just became part of my prayer. Bob was a reminder to me that I need to be more appreciative of every little breath, every, every breath that Jesus gives. Gage said he will always think of, of the overwhelming grace and strength that Bob lived with during his life and that overwhelming grace and strength that he had when he took his final breath. And I think that is absolutely beautiful, Gage. And I would encourage you gentlemen to make sure that Riley and Rowdy know that kind of grace. That they grow up knowing that kind of strength, pass that on to them. Every breath was a gift. Every breath is a gift. Always remember that and be thankful. Someone was asking me about Bob Walker the other day, and I said, I will always think of Bob Walker as the man who stepped up. In every way possible, when someone needed to step up, Bob Walker stepped up. When his country needed him, he stepped up. When his family needed him, he stepped up. When his community needed him, he stepped up. He served on the town board. He served as town board president. He served as a firefighter. When his friends needed him, he stepped up. When his church needed him, he stepped up. In fact, that's when I really first got to know Bob. It was, it was after Joe Harmon had passed away. Joe was one of our elders, and Joe was a worker. Joe was a doer. Joe was constantly serving and fixing things and, uh, and doing things. And when Joe died, Bob said, someone needs to step up in that church. And he did. Uh, that was back when we were in our old building. And, and uh, Bob took care of our clock. He made sure it kept running and was properly oiled. Bob helped serve communion. Bob was a blessing to the church. And so I think the question for us all now is, now all of us who have been blessed by this man, who have learned so much from his example, I think the question for all of us is, Who's going to step up? Who steps up next? To whom will those words be spoken next? Well done, good and faithful servant. And beyond anything that any of us can
can do? Who will know that gift of grace? Who will accept the gift given through Jesus' shed blood on the cross? Let's pray. Father, we thank You that we've known Bob. And in knowing him, we have seen an amazing example of what it means to serve and to love and to care for others with, with our whole being. But just like Bob, we've learned that as much as we could do, we, could, we can never do enough. And that's why we needed someone to save us. That's why we needed a, a Savior. And so we thank You that in all that we have and all that we are capable of and, and in all that we lack, we can trust Your free gift of grace. I thank You that Bob knew that gift. I thank You that we can know it as well. And Lord, Bob taught us so much in just the way that he lived and carried himself. I pray that we're able to take some of that in for our own lives and, and pass that on to the next generation that they might know something of this man that we respected. And right now, we pray for comfort for this family. In their grief, stand close to them. Wrap, wrap your arms around them. I know that those are the same arms that, that now hold Bob in eternity. And so let them find their union. And let them find their peace in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.